Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Well, good morning, everybody. What a pleasure to be back, uh, live and in living color. Uh, recorded announcement, i I never know what percentage of people out there have never heard us before. I hope it's a bunch. We have a pretty good listening audience. We're, we're actually worldwide. Uh, started out many years ago with a half an hour show, and we were really, really local. And now, uh, you know, with the digital media and with YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, I mean, we're all over the world. Uh, you can stream us anywhere, of course. And, uh, but if you're if you're new to the show and you heard the recorded introduction, there's really nothing like it. Uh, uh, I ask you just to stick around for a little bit, or if you're in a hurry, I mean, no no one's going to sit in front of the radio or the streamer or the uh, Facebook for two hours, I don't think, or very few people. But uh, you know, pop in, pop out. Uh, if you have to pop in later, uh, you'll hit the best part of our show, which is our mystery shopping report. Uh, uh, I guess Mike Wallace in, in 60 Minutes is the closest uh, anybody ever came to this, but we're a, we're a cutting-edge uh, scary, uh, if you're, if you're uh, worried about getting sued. Uh, we do a mystery shop every week of a different car dealership. Uh, we branch out quite a bit. I mean, we, we go out of state. Usually we're in Florida, and usually we're in southern Florida. And southern Florida, if you're out of state, is the Sodom and Gomorrah of the auto retail industry. The car dealers in, the, I'd say, south of uh, Palm Beach County, down through Dade County, they're, they're a rough, tough uh, bunch of guys. It's uh, like gun smoke, and you buy a car at your own risk. We have, we have more deception and hidden fees and bait-and-switch advertising than you've ever seen. And... Uh, with the market, what it is today, I mean, here, here we are in the most topsy-turvy, crazy market. I mean, I've been a car dealer since 1968. That's 50-some-odd years. I have never seen anything like this. Uh, we were just talking before we went on the air. I was talking to Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and my, and my bride, and uh, Stu Stewart, my son, about the prices of used cars and the fact that used cars are selling for more than new cars. I mean, I don't mean across the board, but if you have a, a late model used car, a current model or a 2021 used car, there's a good chance that you could sell that for more than you'd have to pay for a new car. Why? Because the new cars are going for thousands over MSRP. That's manufactured suggested retail price. Now. I've never seen anything like that in over half a century. I don't know why people are buying cars. On this show over and over again, 
I say, please, if you, if you have any respect for your pocketbook or your bank account, your budget, and you don't have to buy a car, wait. Now, I've been saying that for too long. I think some people are saying, well, you've been telling us to wait now for a year, Earl, and it still hasn't come out. I'll admit, uh, I was caught uh, by surprise with how long this hyperinflation in cars is going on. Partly because I believe the microchip shortage issue is being addressed and being solved, and I think the microchips are becoming more and more available. But what's happening is demand is just out of sight. Suddenly, everybody's got car fever. They want to buy a new or a used car, and they don't care what the prices are paying. Uh, they pay. So, uh, I was talking to my son Stu, and he's driving. This is this is uh, heresy for uh, Toyota people, but he's driving a Tesla, and I'm driving a Tesla. Well, I mean, we, we love cars. Huh? We had to try it. Yeah, life's, I mean, life's too short. Yeah, we're trying. I mean, we, I mean, we love Toyota. It's a great car, but uh, we get them free. <laughs> so, so, so we should be driving Toyotas. But we, we both got a Tesla. Uh, Stu's the one that talked me into it. He, he loved his Model S. Been driving t- Toyotas for thirty plus yeah, years. I yeah, he says you got to try this. So I got a plan. Anyway, I was uh, thumbing through. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it. I was googling actually. Found out that my Tesla Plaid, which cost an arm and a leg, I can sell now as a used car, and I've got about 15,000, 20,000 miles on it, I can sell today for more than I paid for it new. You can buy a lot of the Teslas, late model Tesla, uh, you, you can buy a, a new Tesla for less than you have to pay for a used Tesla. Now, what, what's this, what's going on? Well. Uh, we'll look back in auto history, or just American or world history, uh, ten years from now, and say uh, this will be this will be a chapter. Yeah. This will be not just for COVID, but for the economy. Anyway, and here we just, are, and not just for Tesla. And we had a customer who bought a new car from us and sold it to CarMax and made a three thousand dollar profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are. Uh, listen, uh, contribute. Uh, I, I got off on a rant there because I do get emotional about this. I mean, this is my life. I mean, I've been a car dealer so long. I feel like, you know, it's just my life. And uh, we need to hear from you. Uh, we need to hear your stories uh, out there in the world, wherever you may be, from Bali to California to New Jersey to, uh, you know, Timbuktu. Our call-in number is 877-960-9960. Now grab a pencil or a pen or something like that. Uh, dictate into your smartphone. I'm going to give it to you again, probably a lot during the show. 877-960-9960. 877-960-9960. Now, we will prioritize the phone call. I say we prioritize prioritize it over the text and the Facebook post and the YouTube post, but we, we look at all of them. Anonymous feedback, I'll tell you about that in a minute. But the telephone call is personable. Uh, we, we hear you, you hear us, our voice, our inflections. Uh, it's just, you know, warmer and uh, more informative, frankly. So we prioritize it because we only have four or five lines coming of the radio show here. And Nancy Stewart, my co-host, she watches her screen and when we get a phone call, bam, we go there. And we try not to let you hold too long. If we do, I apologize in advance. 
but uh, we have no calls now, so the lines are open. You call us, I'll stop, I'll shut up, and we'll go right to your phone call. Text number 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. Need to get more of those. We like to build a little uh, archive as we go through the show, two hours. And when we hit a pregnant pause, you know, we terrifying in radio when no one calls or texts. So we have to have material. And you're the material. Uh, you're the entertainment. You're the education on this show. So text us, and we'll, we'll get to it before the end of the show. 772-497-6530. And the only show that I know of anywhere, everybody ought to have one of these. Companies ought to have them. Uh, politicians ought to have them. Uh, legislators ought to have them. Uh, regulators ought to have them. An anonymous feedback line. Anonymous feedback. You can communicate with us, and we don't know who you are. And uh, we get a lot of those, and that's good. You can tell it like it is. You can insult us. You can say anything you want. Uh, we'll never know who sent the anonymous feedback. The URL, the web address for this, is youranonymousfeedback.com. It's pretty easy to remember, right? Youranonymousfeedback.com. Send it in. We'll get to it before the end of the show, probably. And uh, tell us uh, what you really think about us. Actually, we get a surprising number of nice ones. I, I, I guess some, I guess we have more people out there who like us. Cause, <coughs> so if you're one of those people that don't like us, here's your chance. I read it on the air. The only thing I will delete are the expletives, you know, the profanity, the obscenities, and that type of thing. I, I probably will slip in a profanity every now and then by mistake. So you can wait and see if that happens. And uh, what else did I say? Oh, I said Facebook. You know, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl and Cars. And Rick Kearney here, my certified diagnostic master technician, the auto computer scientist, as we call him, can answer any question about what's wrong with your car. He monitors YouTube. So, YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. YouTube.com slash rolling cars and that's where we are and I'm going to start I'm going to turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart who's sitting to my left she's watching that telephone line and when you call she's going to answer it we will answer you and Nancy Stewart's my co-host we've been doing this together for many many years started out as a half an hour show she's a strong female advocate for the rights of women especially when it comes to buying leasing maintaining and repairing cars and she single-handedly is build our audience from virtual zero. This was like a, a old old boys club when we started out. Nothing but guys call guys cars. You know they go together. Now we have a nice number of lady callers, and they happen to be pretty damn smart and very interesting. And we want to keep it at fifty fifty. So Nancy, the mic is all yours. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, one of the most important things I'd like to mention to you this morning is that uh, Gallup poll. I'll tell you what, it really opens up your eyes. Go to Google and uh, check out yeah. honesty, ethics, and in professions. It's real easy. You got a PC in front of you, enter honesty, ethics, 
in professions, and you'll see exactly how we're rated as car dealers. And uh, gosh, we need your help every single Saturday morning. And uh, we're so happy that you join us and that we can share so much information, accurate information with you, because you make the show and we are here for you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. The second most important thing I'll mention to you is that Florida law and how it protects the car buyer. That's you. We can't do it alone. Go to www.floridalawprotectingcarbuyers.com. You'll you'll be educated, believe me. So there's two sources for you to get to, and it'll help you to get out there and lease, buy, service, whatever it is that you have to do. Um, Also, uh, the ladies, well, as I encourage you every week, give us a call toll-free. Join in the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. But, ladies, you have to give us a call at 877-960-9960 to win that $50. Also, don't forget your anonymous feedback. I know there's a whole lot you'd like to share with us and remain anonymous. Right now, we're going to go straight to the phones because we've got a few lines lit up. And we're going to go to Marty, who's one of our favorite callers from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you? We're well, thank you. Uh, I got a couple questions uh, for Earl. Uh, First question is, would he do a mystery shopping report on Southern 441 Toyota? Sure, we've done some. Yeah, we've done some, but you want us to do another one? Well, here's the thing. Today, there was a report on the Nextdoor uh, website, Mm -hmm. and this gentleman said he went there. They had a $3,000 over sticker price on the Toyota he was going to order, yeah, I don't know if he was going to order it or whether they had it in stock. They probably had to order it. And they gave him $7,000 less for his car. <laughs> so he said it was a $10,000 difference. And he said he went over to uh, another Toyota, local Toyota dealer and just got ordered one for sticker. So I assume he went over to you. I don't know if he did or he didn't. He didn't <laughs> I hope that. so. <laughs> Where did, right. where did you hear about that, Marty? It was on the Nextdoor uh, uh, website. If you it's that community Nextdoor website right for uh, neighbors. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I think you should check them out. Uh, the next question I had for you just last week, I went on the Costco website, and I put down I wanted to order a Toyota Camry XLE, uh-huh. and the only dealer they gave me was Al Hendrickson. Huh. So I didn't know if that's the way they're supposed to do it, or they should have given me U2 or, or what. It's well, my, based on the pricing. Yeah, Marty, you just, yeah, you just raised my, you just raised my uh, blood pressure when that happened. 
Uh, that's one of the difficulties. I love Costco, and uh, and they do have the best uh, auto buying program. But uh, when you select them, they go. Uh, they're, they're not. They should give out several uh, several dealers. And uh, uh, how close to? Uh, well, I think it's probably has to do with the pricing. When Costco comes back and you submit your pricing, so if they try to get us to submit a what kind of car was it, Marty, that you looked at a Camry? Was, uh, Camry XL. Yeah, Camry. Um, if they're asking us to price it below what we're willing to spend, and apparently they're going below the market value on on that car, Alejandro doesn't have a problem honoring it because they're going to lie and, and switch you to a more expensive car when you get there. Well, that raises. Uh, uh, see, this is the reason I love calls, Marty. Your call is really valuable to me and Stu and Nancy and Rick here because... But we're aware of that. Yeah, but we, well, you're, you're also aware of the fact that if you're, a consumer, if you're a Costco member and you have a price quoted that uh, they're not allowed, they're not allowed to add pr to the price, they're not allowed to add their hidden fees or dealer installed accessories. Uh, it's got to be the Costco price plus government fees only. And the only way to be sure about that is when you go through it, call Costco. They'll call you. They may. Uh, they, they do check with a lot of their uh, people to see if you had a satisfactory experience. But if, you ha if you're a Costco member and you go to a dealership like Al Hendrickson Toyota uh, and uh, with a Costco price, you should call uh, before you sign on the dotted line and say, this is the price they gave me. They have a, a, a list, a price list, that Costco requires them by contract to carry that shows their lowest price, which is the price, the lower price that they would sell that car to anybody. Al Hendrickson, uh, by contract, should have given you a price lower than any price they have sold anybody else a car for. and they are not allowed to add any extra fees to that price other than government fees, which would be tax and tax. These are a whole lot of shoulds that Al Hendrick should be doing, but they don't yeah. usually yeah. do and what my, they should do. My, my, my message, my, I'm, not school, I'm not doing this just to shame Al Hendrickson. He's already ashamed of himself anyway, but uh, uh, I'm doing this to alert Costco members out there. Always verify your price with the dealer who is a Costco member. Now, we'll, we'll yeah. report this to Costco, and they'll probably yeah, I go. I can tell you this, Earl. Yeah. Earl, I can tell you this. I I, I wasn't out, out, obviously, to buy the car then. Yeah. And I asked. They, they had one of their salespeople contact me, and I said, well, what is the price? They would not give me the price either uh, online or over the phone. Oh. So... So that to me, I mean, I bought cars from Al Hendrickson, so I know yeah. I know their shenanigans, but uh, they wouldn't give me the price. So I said, "Well, I'm not driving down to Pompano if you don't give me the price." Oh, I, see. And I said, "Do you have the car in stock?" And they, they didn't have the car in stock either. So I, I know that they would screw around, but yeah. uh, I just thought they should give you more than one dealer. Well, that's, val that's valuable information. And so my, my tip to people listening who are Costco members who are contemplating uh, joining Costco, by the way, you could join Costco for 65 bucks a year, annual fee. Uh, you'll save that than just buying uh, chickens. <laughs> you could buy a, a Costco roasted right. chicken for four ninety nine. But anyway, mm. uh, if you can, uh, if, if uh, you're a Costco member, uh, You've learned from this dialogue between Marty and us 
that uh, you need to be sure that you see the Costco price sheet, that they have a price sheet that Costco requires them to keep on record, and that price is uh, on every model they sell is below the lowest price they sold anybody else a car for. Now you're like, Al Hendrickson's the third largest or second largest uh, volume dealer in the world for Toyota. So he sells a lot of cars. If he sells you a car, any make my any you know whatever it is, Camry, Avalon, uh, you know Corolla, whatever he's going to sell you, whatever he sells you, that's got to be lower than anybody else he sold the car to. He sells a thousand cars a month, some months, and uh, so that should be one doozy of a price. And uh, when you get that price, be sure to verify it with Costco because they know. Now you should ask. In, in Marty's case. Uh, they wouldn't give you anything over the phone. Marty, you probably weren't even talking to a Costco salesperson. Uh, uh, you, you need to talk to the person on the list on the Costco website that is designated as a Costco salesperson at that dealership. He doesn't work for Costco. He works for Hendrickson, but he is certified Costco uh, sales. Uh, you should speak to that person, and then when you go in there, you look at the at the price they gave you, and you tell Costco. So Nancy just uh, flagged me here, and uh, we've got a bunch of calls waiting. But uh, Marty, it's one of the best calls we've ever had. I can't thank you enough. You really helped us educate a lot of people, and uh, you're one of our, our best guys out there. I love your your shops and your calls in with the information. Thank you very much. Okay. Have a good day. You too, my friend. Thank you, Marty. Bye. Thanks for being part of the show and, uh, as Earl said, bringing all of this to the attention of our listeners, our callers, everybody. Uh, I, I just took a look at the, the background uh, that uh, Jonathan uh, put up in. Boy, is that a beauty. <laughs> I just love it. Happy Lunar New Year. <laughs> okay, folks, uh, we're going to go to Howard, who's been holding. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. <clears throat> nice talking to you guys. Um, Thank you. I have a question Question for Rick. Uh, is it true that if you have a bad battery and you continue getting it jumped, you continue using it, it, it could destroy the alternator or affect the alternator? Mm, not really, but the problem that you're going to get, especially on modern cars, when the battery starts getting weak, is it's sulfated, and the battery will not... Uh, hold charge but it'll also draw amperage away from the rest of the system and it can cause other electrical systems to begin to, to glitch because they're not seeing the voltage and amperage that they should be getting so it's not a good idea to keep going on an old battery for that reason now what do you mean that other systems are glitching what, what other systems all right well a uh, quick case in point uh, cars now Power steering has gotten away from using hydraulics. Now it's all electric. Right. Some cars, if your battery is really weak, your power steering will lose assistance, and you'll actually find it very hard to steer the car. I love you, Rick. I didn't know that. I've only been in the business 55 years. And Howard, great question. Rick, thank you very much. That's scary. You got a little battery, you can screw up your power steering and run into a truck. Well, as, as slow speeds, like trying to yeah. move around in a parking lot, yeah. all of a sudden your, your car is turning just fine. And suddenly it's like trying to turn it with the engine turned totally off and you got no assist. Wow. So it can get pretty scary. 
Interesting. <coughs> yeah, I had no idea. Rick, uh, tremendous information. Um, next question about a battery. Uh, some batteries are completely sealed, and others you have to add hydrochloric acid to. And uh, the first question is, uh, is the sealed battery better because uh, there's no maintenance? Oh, and the second question is, how often do you add the hydrochloric acid? Well, you're not actually adding hydrochloric acid. You're actually supposed to add distilled water, which, believe it or not, that's kind of tricky to find sometimes. So what we generally will recommend is add purified water, like the, the bottled water, if it's listed as purified water, uh, not like smart waters or anything, you might have minerals or stuff added. You don't want to put that in the battery because that can degrade the battery over time. But purified water, as pure as you can get it, and you only need to add it if the levels below those caps are low. That's why maintenance free, that, maintenance free batteries are sometimes a better choice for most people because you never have to worry about that electrolyte level going well, what, low but how and having to pop it up. Howard's a pretty knowledgeable guy. You put the distilled water in, not hydrochloric acid. Does hydrochloric acid form because of the uh, chemistry? Of it does. Okay, so so that's where the uh, hydrochloric acid comes. You have you have hydrochloric acid in your battery, but uh, all the uh, all you're adding is the is this, is a liquid to allow it to. Uh, right. Mix with the, the chemical process inside the battery yeah. actually converts that water into, well, sulfuric acid, technically. But oh, sulfuric. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay, now my, my question is this. At one point, maybe about 30 years ago, they were selling sulfuric acid to add to the batteries if the battery was bad to rejuvenate them. Right. Uh, have you heard of this? This was a long time ago. Yeah, that, that was kind of the old school thing, but... That also went along with a lot of batteries back when they were being sold then. They might sit on the shelf for quite a while. So they would sell the battery, ship it to the, the parts supplier dry, and they would give them the sulfuric acid in a separate container. And when they sold you the battery, before they would bring it out from the back, they would actually go in and very carefully pour that acid in to fill that battery up and charge it for a little bit and then get you the battery. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of motorcycle batteries now, they're still doing that because they don't sell the batteries near as fast. You don't have the turnover. Yeah, I don't even know where you can get this, at, this sulfuric acid anymore. I, I don't think that's uh, a pool supply available. Store. Pool supply store has sulfuric acid and muriatic acid, which is uh, basically sulfuric. Uh, otherwise, actually, chemical supplies... I bet you can find it on Amazon. Yep. I used to make it in chemistry. I used to dissolve <laughs> things with it in our garage. <laughs> okay, thanks very much, uh, Rick. Uh, I really appreciate your knowledge, and uh, have a good day. Thank you, Howard. Uh, thank you so much, Howard. We love hearing from you. Uh, Rick, uh, boiling water it brings it to the most pure, purified uh, level that uh, you can achieve, correct? Uh, it can, but what you're actually trying to do and at that point, you would have to collect the steam above it and condense that steam. That's actually your most pure water. Thanks, Rick. You heard it right here. For <coughs> on cars, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. And ladies, don't forget, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to go straight to Peter, who's been holding from North Palm Beach. Good morning, Peter. 
Hey, how are you? We're great. Thank you for calling. Hey, listen. Yeah, I don't really have a car question. More of a pat on the back kind of story. Um, I went to Earl Stewart. Well, I bought three cars there over the years. I don't know Earl Stewart. I have no no relationship with him whatsoever. But I went in one day, and there was a guy to get an oil change. And there was a guy working there. who was a friend of my son who was a fabulous guy. He was a Suncoast sports guy. And he was my son. And I was surprised to see such a good guy working over there. And uh, he's a hardworking kid. And so I thought, well, I'll pick up. I don't know if he still have it, but he had that red phone, remember, in the shop. And you could pick it up and call him at any time. Uh-huh. So I picked it up and I called him to say what a great hire he had made and what a good kid and how smart. <laughs> and he picked up the phone immediately, like he advertised he was, and he was out fishing on his boat. <laughs> and still, he was just, I don't know, just so friendly and he talked for like 10 minutes about the, I'm sure he wasn't involved in the hiring of the kid, he was the oil changing guy. But well, um, he wanted to know about he, it, and he was interested, and uh, it was it was very nice. And I want that's with me for years, and I've been meaning to call. Oh, he's so blushing right now. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to him right now. He's yeah. blushing. Well, I know that. That's why I called him. He <laughs> used to say so for years, and you know how you never get around it, or that's yeah. you know not necessary and that kind of thing. But it is really. I don't know if you have that red phone anymore. But what a fabulous uh, yeah, yeah. I got the red. I me. got the red phone here. I'm, I'm holding it up in front of the camera. It's my, it's my, oh. The dealership has red phones, and my cell phone is what rings when you pick up the red phone. So, uh, who who was the uh, the oil change guy? They, oh, he was a guy. This has been years ago now. His name was uh, Giovanni Delvery. I remember Giovanni. Rick a, knows uh, Giovanni. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. He's a coach for a college uh, volleyball team now in the really? Midwest. I guess he left the industry. You know, that, that was his thing. He did that. Uh, yeah, for sure. he wasn't really ever in the industry. No, he, no. he just needed money, I think. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. So anyway, congratulations. I got to go to work, but I love you guys. Thanks, uh, thank you, Peter. Give yeah, us a call. <laughs> Give us a call again. I'm glad um, you called. You know, on the answering the phone thing, I guess there's some people, so, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just love to talk to customers or anybody. And uh, a lot of the dealers wonder why I get interviewed so much. I've had, you know, we just, I was just interviewed by local TV channel and by the Wall Street Journal the past couple of days. And uh, the reason I get interviewed so much is not because I'm famous or a good guy. I'm the only dealer that will answer his phone. Exactly. So <laughs> if you're in the media, if you're a you know, radio, if you're, if you're a newspaper, if you're Facebook, if you're any kind of a media type of person, and you want a story about cars? I don't know how if you know how it works, but editors are in a hurry. You got a publication date. You got to got to go to press. You got to go to TV, radio. You know, news has to be current. So you have a question about the automobile business, retail. You got to get a dealer out there. There's only one guy in the United States that you can call, and I answer my phone all the time. So they think I'm crazy. I probably exactly. I'm probably mentally ill, but I uh, I love talking to people. So it's uh, and uh, uh, folks, I can back up his story. Won't answer your phone. I I can definitely back up his story. He could be on the roof. He could be sleeping. Doesn't matter. He answers his phone. No, I don't. Don't answer when I sleep. Well. (laughs) <laughs> we got a laundry list here, but we don't have time. We're going to go to Dave, who's giving us a call this morning from Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Dave. Yes, good morning. Thank you. Um, I had a question for whoever's best uh, 
able to answer the question. And the question is, is a hybrid vehicle worth uh, the purchase uh, compared to a regular uh, gasoline-driven engine? Or And how does that compare to an all-electric uh, vehicle? My, my daughter just got a Tesla, and I drove it yesterday, and uh, it was pretty cool, a little different, uh, getting used to it initially. But then I was curious about the hybrid as opposed to the all-electric. And, you know, which one is better? Is there a, a better value there for a hybrid than an all-electric? In my opinion, I'll let the suit has an opinion too, uh, but uh, my opinion is it has, it's a function of the range of the battery. And right now, uh, most electric vehicles don't have the range that most people feel comfortable with. Now, I'm comfortable with my Tesla. I have a 355, 350 mile range, but I don't drive, uh, you know, I'm a local driver. I mean, if I had to move around the state, that would be a challenge for me. A hybrid has, you have your cake and eat it too. You have extraordinarily good fuel economy, uh, and you also have that backup of the gasoline and the tank and the combustion engine. So you're, uh, you're, you're, you're accomplishing your goal of minimizing your use of uh, uh, fuel, and you're also uh, able to do the range. If you have to go, you know, let's say you live in, uh, you know, where I live, Jupiter, and you got a friend that lives in uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina, uh, you don't have to worry about, oh, I got to charge my all electric car, I got to plug it in, it's going to take eight to ten hours to get a full charge, and then I'm going to have to stop. You could take your hybrid and probably drive damn near non-stop, or maybe a one-stop, uh, with your hybrid vehicle, and you got gas stations all over the place. You don't need to worry about charging stations. Okay, so so does is there? Do I understand it correctly that when you're driving the the hybrid, that it the electric is being charged as you're driving? Yes, when you when you brake or you decelerate. Uh, then your electric uh, motor is actually charging your battery. So you're, if, you, if in city driving, stop and go, your hybrid vehicle actually charges your battery more than when you're on the road. Rick had a point. Hybrid cars are actually best for city traffic where you're doing a lot of stop and go type things because this is where the electric motor on, on the Toyota design drives the car all the time. The gasoline engine is only there as a generator to provide electricity to recharge the batteries and help provide help drive those electric motors. So when you're going stop and go, the gas engine can shut off a whole bunch of the time. When you're on the highway, it requires that gas engine to run almost continuously in order to keep the electric power up well, to keep two, it going. It has two functions. It drives the car and also charges the battery, right. which uh, the electric motor runs the car when it's on electric. Yeah, so so uh, it's a range issue, as I said. Uh, uh, when you when you buy a car, if I was buying a car for my daughter, and I was a choice between all electric or a, a hybrid, I would just look at her driving habits. And if she's a local driver, uh, and she, you, you can buy an electric car, uh, if you got a 300, 350 mile range, that's probably fine. But I don't. When the when the ranges get up to about a thousand miles, then there'll be no no more hybrids. It'll be all electric. Okay, so uh, you know, is is the uh, oh golly, the, well, I had I had two two more quick points on that. But I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say I don't know if we addressed the the question about the uh, the price difference between the hybrid and, and the gas version. 
And, and um, also the battery life of the yeah. hybrid is there? Yeah. You know, how does that tie in? Yeah. So the um, you're going to pay a premium over the gas version um, of, of of the hybrid. So I'll just because we're familiar with Toyota, a Camry um, gas version is a is less expensive than the hybrid. But that difference has come way 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 down since the hybrids first came out. And it, now it's just like a you know maybe a two or three thousand dollar difference. On the battery life, they do the the battery war- is warranted for it's a hundred. Um, 150 now, yeah, and um, and you we talked about it last week. They tend to last. You start to see them. They need to replace probably after a couple hundred thousand miles. Yeah, yeah, and that is pretty expensive. Uh, There's you know you know a few thousand dollars. Well, if you're driving around town, and that's the best way for a hybrid to perform, is there a problem with the gas staying in the tank too long? That it, it maybe you know not being used up. No, not not old? not with the hybrid. Not with the hybrid. Now with the plug-in hybrids, that can happen. And I had to deal with that for a while. I drove a, a Prius plug-in hybrid, and I was able to just go on all electric power most of the time. And so there was periods of time where I didn't add gas to that car for you know a month or so. Yeah, but you, your, your range is extremely short. Extremely short. That was I, I only live ten miles from my work, and that's what I did was going back and forth. So um, yeah. So Rick has advised uh, uh, you got to run the engine at some point and get that gas flowing through the engine. Otherwise, it can sediments can settle. And but on most cars like the the Prius or the Camry hybrid, the Honda hybrids, most of those that gas gets used yeah. soon enough. That it's not going to yeah. go bad because it has like what was it like a, like a twenty something mile range or a thirty mile range or something like that. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, you're going to use the gas. So would you say that gasoline should be used up within a thirty day period? Nah, sixty to ninety days. Sixty to ninety. Yeah, because okay. it's hey, that's it's sealed info. in that I, gas I really system that. in the the fuel system on cars now is sealed so well that sixty to ninety days is is no problem at all. Very interesting. That's great, great info. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Give us a call again. Boy, do we have a whole lot to get to, folks. And uh, please don't go anywhere. What a mystery shopping report we have for you. Uh, And, of course, it is from Napleton. And uh, don't forget that $50, ladies. The first two new lady callers, give us a call. Just have a little conversation with us. Say hello. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us if you would like to, well, well, if you're a little bashful, I'll say. 772-497-6530. And if you're really bashful, go to www.youranonymousfeedback.com. We are going to go to Stu, who... Well, probably has a lot of text, and I believe that uh, Rick even has, uh, well, we're not going to Stu. We're going to go to Walter, who's giving <laughs> us a call. Who's Walter? He's on the phone. <laughs> we're going to go to Walter, and uh, he's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Walter. Good morning. Thank you for answering my phone call. I have two questions for you. One, I want to make a statement. Last October, I bought a car from Earl Stewart, and it was the best experience I've ever had. He tells you the truth. Everything he said on the program has been true. I have two questions, though. One question is, on my uh, backup camera, I have a great picture of my license plate and bumper. (laughs) Is there a way to adjust the camera up? (laughs) Uh, Sounds like something got bumped or bent, because those cameras don't actually have an adjustment. 
you'd want to take a look at where it's mounted and see if some if it got damaged somehow you may be able to actually go in there and very carefully straighten it out yourself uh, otherwise you're going to want to have a, a body shop look at it or a, a technician okay well here's my second question i uh, purchased the car and i also purchased your premier uh insurance package that covers everything mm -hmm. would that cover that Probably not. In? If it was a, not from an accident, or if it was if there's damage, but if there was a defect um, that caused it uh, um, from you know, from the factory, um, then then that would be covered. How about uh, comprehensive well, insurance? Would that have they, they cover some unusual stuff? Probably but wouldn't exceed comprehensive collision. Yeah, but your your deductible I think would be well well in excess of whatever yeah. damage there might be well, there. Yeah, yeah, the deductibles vary. Yeah. You can you can check it, uh, Walter, and see, but. Uh, I, you know, a lot of well, people. I'm not talking about my personal insurance. I'm talking about I paid. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh no, well, I understand that. No, I understand. Package. <clears throat> yeah, for and uh, none of the um, warranties or insurance products that we sell are covered. Uh, you know, damage except for the the least um, dent and ding uh, protection. Um, so if it's an accident, it would. That's what Earl was saying. It would be under your comprehensive um, insurance not, for your car, but it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah. If it's been in an accident, I'm going to bring my car back up there, and you're going to buy it back. Because <laughs> uh, according to CarMax, there was no accident. Okay. But it, you just see the, uh, you know, it works. Don't get me wrong, but I see the license plate and bumper. Right. Did it ever work? <laughs> I, I really didn't notice. I don't, okay. I don't think so. I, oh. I think it's, yeah. it was this way when I bought it. Now, my second question is, yesterday I picked up a nail, and I think it's more on the sidewall than on the uh, tread. I thought it was in the tread, and when I pulled the nail out, no air came out. But this morning, I'm really low on air, and I have that uh, uh, program that uh, if I go to your place every 5,000 miles and get an oil change and tire rotation, I get new tires. Will I get a new tire for this? That no, the tires are, uh, for a live program covers uh, from normal wear. When they wear down, then we replace them. Your replacement tires for so for a road hazard or damage, um, you'd have to um, buy a new tire or pay for it to be repaired. Yeah, the bad news, Walter, a sidewall. You're probably going to uh, need a new tire. Yeah, you're gonna, probably going to need a new tire. If we're in the tread, uh, it would be a different story. But you better you better let us take a look at it, and uh, and we'll take. Uh, Tell you what it has to be done. Right. Uh, shall I make an appointment for Monday, or when's the best time to bring it up there? Bring it in at ten o'clock on Monday. How's that? Ten fifteen. No, Sounds don't. Good. No, don't do that. Um, just uh, you can make an appointment on. Uh, just give us a call, and I'll get you in at a good time. Uh, well, I, I I'll, I'll make the appointment for you, so you don't have to worry about it, Walter. They'll okay. be expecting you at 10 o'clock we'll on Monday. We'll, Can you make it? Yeah, we'll let the other customers at 10 o'clock, uh, we'll tell them <laughs> they don't have an appointment anymore. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a call and make an appointment. Okay. Thanks, Walter. I'd be upset if somebody happened to me like that. But, uh, Thanks, Walter. Okay, thank you so very much, and I'll see you on Monday. Thank you so much. Give us a call again. Uh, I think we're going to go to Stu while we yeah. have a moment we here. We can kick it off with Anne-Marie's uh, first text of the day. And Amory says, good morning. Normally a vehicle drops in value just as soon as it's driven off the lot. Granted, these are not, are not normal times due to supply chain problems and inventory shortages. My question is, which vehicles actually have actually gained in value when customers drive off the lot or 
or have had them for a year? And the answer to that question is I can't don't know specifics, but probably most of them um, have appreciated in value. Um, we were just talking about it earlier. We had a customer um, who, who bought a, a vehicle, a new car from us. I think it was a Corolla, and turned around, and sold it uh, right away to CarMax, and made a three thousand dollar profit. But when I saw your text, I, I decided to book out a, a, a new Camry, and just to see um, what they're going for wholesale. In other words, what they're selling at the auctions and. So a brand new 2022 Camry uh, with five miles on the odometer, um, I booked out on Viato, and that's the program that we use, us dealers use to um, figure out pricing. And it's very astonishing. So according to Black Book, by the way, this Camry SE 2022 has an MSRP of about 29,000 and change. Um, Black Book, uh, the retail value on Black Book is 40,275. So retail Black Book is $11,000 over MSRP. Um, the wholesale value on Black Book is $35,025, so it's $6,000 more than the MSRP is the Black Book wholesale value. MMR doesn't have very many transactions. MMR is just uses all the Mannheim auctions, and it gives you the actual sales at wholesale. Um, there is only a couple. They were all over MSRP, $33,000, $32,000, and, and prices like that. So, Amory, to answer your question, even just run-of-the-mill cars, like Camry is a bread-and-butter car, they're, they're, they're going up in value. The question is how long it lasts. Um, this could come down in a, a big crash or it could ease down. We, do, we, we don't know how it's going to go. Dealers are taking their new cars that are sent to them by the manufacturer, and uh, because the amount of cars they get depends on how quickly they sell the car, if they have any cars left over at the end of the month before the next allocation is calculated, some of the dealers are cheating and sending the cars to the auction. And they're actually making, uh, as Stu just described there, thousands of dollars over what they paid Honda or Toyota or Jeep for the car, a brand new car. Other dealers are buying it from the people at the wholesale auctions for $3,000 more or 10000 or 8000 because we're talking invoices, what the, or net cost is what the dealer pays. And then they're selling them to you for God only knows how much. And uh, uh, it's a crazy, crazy, topsy-turvy market out there. Uh, if you have a if you have an, a lease car that's about ready to come in, uh, you've got solid gold there because you're basically a used car because you can exercise your purchase option. And if you have a used car, you're in the driver's seat too. My uh, blog uh, this week, and Nancy was going to remind you of this anyway, uh, is entitled Leasing or Owning a Vehicle Today is a valuable hedge when it comes to buying a new car. And, uh, and the footnote to that is, if you don't have an off-lease car that you can exercise your purchase option, or you don't have a used car, you're really going to get hosed when you buy the new car. Now, if you have a used car, then you can get enough extra for the new used car above what the normal market would have been to offset some of the gouging you're going to face if you have to buy a new car. But if you don't have an off-lease or you don't have a, a used car, uh, God help you. That's all I can say. You know, that article that you um, you and I were talking about in the Wall Street Journal that appeared this morning, yeah. uh, uh, prices soar for used Teslas. What an article that is. I, yeah. I finally turned that page and finished reading it. Uh, but uh, Stu, what uh, what model Tesla do you drive? Model S. 
The Model S. Uh -huh. Okay, they were quoting uh, uh, three, uh, three or four different Teslas, and the used Model Three. You can expect a pocket upwards to four thousand five hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and then it's the 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 uh, the prices soar, as the headline said. Whenever they mentioned the different models uh, that regular people were driving out there, and we see more and more Teslas on the road. Yeah, yeah they're everywhere. Uh, yeah, you know, it, they're as Stu said, they're everywhere. L ladies and gentlemen, uh, your thoughts. Give us a call, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and uh, we are going to go to Frank, who's a regular caller from Jupiter Farms. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning, Nancy and Earl and the rest of the gang. It's always a pleasure. Hey, hey Frank. Show. Um, couple of things. I got a bunch. I'll, I'll try and go quick. It was nice to see you guys on the news yesterday, Channel 12 News, interviewing Stu. That was Josh. That's show. Josh. It was Josh. No, I know. They started out saying Josh, and then they turned it to Stu. So oh. who was it, really? <laughs> that was Josh. I was off yesterday. Oh. <laughs> he's a, he's a natural. Thursday, actually, they filmed it but Thursday morning. Family resemblance. He's a star. Yeah, they, they first said Josh, and then they kept saying Stu the rest of it. And I go, oh, I didn't know that. I'll get to tease him about that. We share 47% oh, yeah, yeah. of our DNA, according to 23andMe, <laughs> so we, that's why we look similar. <laughs> they were saying, they were saying, they were saying Stuart. You were, they were saying Stuart. I heard the, heard the same thing. They said, but Stuart said, yeah. And, uh, oh, going by his last name. The last name, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, that, that's always interesting seeing you guys on the news and, and giving them, you know, advice. So uh, both sides on Saturday mornings. Yeah, that's like what, like Frank, Tesla. like Earl said. That's because uh, he, he answers the phone and the reporters call him. Like every, every time there's a news story in the industry, in the car industry, you can count on Earl's phone to start blowing up. And uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, local, he starts calling him, and he answers. Yeah. Oh no, I know you guys are great for that. And you talk about Tesla. The other day we saw a whole tractor trailer load of Teslas going by us on 95. And I guess they turned down Okeechobee. That's where they must um, go out to the dealership there somewhere. Yeah, on the Okeechobee Boulevard. That's where I took delivery of my plaid. Okay, yeah. That, well, it was interesting because I was with Anne-Marie and we were still looking in car shopping lightly uh -huh. because it's a crazy world. We're not stupid right now. But you guys have to go by Audi of West Palm Beach, a Brayman dealer. Uh-huh. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. There's an RSQ8 on in their showroom, and it's marked up for um, what do you call it? Um, uh, whatever market value, market value. Yeah. A one hundred thousand dollars. One hundred. I mean, I, this is not a joke. <laughs> and if you look on their website, the total MSRP is one fifty four. So it's really a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car now. Wow. But the dealer sets the actual price to whatever the market will bear. Wow. That's true. And the, and the exterior color, they don't even list it. It says it's an Audi exclusive exterior, and it's purple. It reminds me of the 60s with the Plymouth, <laughs> you know, Roadrunners and Charger and the beep beeps. And it's a purple. Purple? Plum crazy purple? Audi. It is purple. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it, it's, 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 uh, it's enjoying but all their other cars are ten to twenty thousand above the MSRP, and that's they got two thousand. That's amazing. Hundred thousand dollar addendum, hundred thousand dollar market adjustment. That is really yeah. that's got to be a new record. I think I'll call Automotive News and have them go in there and take a picture of that. They should. I mean, it's worth the the people just drive. You're just right off ninety five on Oak Chimney, yeah, like yeah. blocks. But um, 
Yeah, it's not like your dealership where they got nice stuff and all. They got a little coffee pot and you know a few crackers. But in any event, so that's that. So I was I was there twice that week. Once with a friend of mine that you know um, likes to look at cars like I do. You know, future um, whatever you call it, like coyotes or something. Um, um, not coyotes. Whatever you got us. Um, oh God, I can't think right now. Anyway, but then we went down to Jaguar of West Palm Beach. And they actually had a bunch of cars on the showroom, and they were actually all new cars. I mean, Raymond has a lot of used Audis in there that uh-huh. look pretty good. But when you see a 2019 on the showroom floor, you go, I, I thought they're normally outside, but there's no, there's no inventory, as you know. Jaguar, West Palm Beach. We walked around in there for probably seven minutes, and no one ever approached us. Really? And I said, no. They were sitting in their offices and doing their things, the two of us. I guess we didn't look dressed apart to afford their prices. So we walked out. You know, it's one, it's of the first, one of the first things that uh, a salesperson should learn or a dealer should learn is that usually the people that come in there that are pretty casually dressed are probably more inclined to have be able to afford than a lot of other people. And uh, I've, I've heard that story so many times of people, uh, millionaires, going into uh, dealerships and being ignored because they were wearing flip-flops and a T-shirt. But uh, uh, whoever was uh, schooling the salespeople at Jaguar West Palm Beach isn't uh, isn't training them very well. Yeah. Well, um, I, I got real quick. I'll get off. Try to talk too much. I'll give you a personal story that occurred in my 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 own life. Oh, I guess about 20 years ago, I had just made captain at American Airlines on the 727, uh-huh. and um, this was like around 2001. The t- new twin turbo 911s were out. You couldn't buy them here. The best way to get them was European delivery. Um, and you paid a premium, but you took it, and then they brought them over here instead of waiting six or eight months. So my wife and I and our young daughter went down in our station wagon. She had an old beat-up station wagon she liked, down to the Porsche Dural in Okeechobee. And they had one out there in the lot, and as we walked over here, click, click, they locked the doors from inside because we'd look like the clamp is probably coming. <laughs> so we go to the, to, to the front door, and I walk inside, and I just wait there. No one approaches us for about a minute. Then this young guy comes, and his first question to us, do you need directions? Oh, boy. And like we're looking. I said, yeah, we're looking for the Goodwill store. You know where it is? <laughs> I said, no, actually, I'm here to buy a Porsche. He said, oh, a Cayman or something? I said, no, I bought a twin turbo 911 European delivery that's $8,500 over MSRP. Huh. And as Joel drops, he says, how do you know that? I said, well, I'm airline captain. I just made captain. I felt like spending my money. I got my checkbook. Well, let's sit down. I said, no, you know, if you treat me this way before I buy the car, I can only imagine how you're going to treat me after I bought the car. And we no won't count. Good for you, Brian. But Good. anyway, one other thing. Forget about the stock market. My, why don't we start buying new cars from you guys that don't charge above an SRP and resell them in pocket the money? is safer than the stock market. The trick is to find a car. <laughs> that, that's the whole trick. <laughs> I know. Anyway, as always, guys, we really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, Frank. You're, you're a great caller. Uh, please Thank call you, Frank. Again. Got the calls backed up, don't we, honey? Yeah, please. We love all your stories. Uh, we're going to go to our first-time female caller, uh, Cecilia. And, uh, John, please hold on. We'll get right with you. Good morning, Cecilia. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? Welcome. You just won yourself $50 for being the first female caller. Leave oh, your information. Awesome. Leave your contact information with the, uh, with the uh, Elise in the control room. And I'll get to check out to you. How are you this morning? I am doing quite well, thank you. 
Um, my question is, I have a 1998 Pontiac Sunfire. Wow. It has about a, yes, um, I love it. It's got so much speed when you first step on that gas. I'm leaving people at the stop sign or <laughs> red light. You know, they're, they're in my dust. So anyway, my question is, it has 100, about 130,000 miles on it. Um, you know, we have fixed little minor things that have gone wrong with it over the years. Um, but it's in desperate need of a paint job. Is it worth spending probably what's a paint job for that? Because the sun has damaged the sealer yeah. part of the paint, I guess. You know, from, a, from, a, from an economic, from a mathematical standpoint, no. Yeah. Sounds to me like you love that Pontiac. I love oh, Pontiac because yeah. that was my first uh, franchise when I started in the business. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I, yeah, I, if you love it, it's only got 130,000 miles, you take care of it, it's probably yeah. going to cost you far more than it, percentage-wise than it should. But, hey, you only live once, so if you got a car you're in love with, Take care of it. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like yes, it's a beauty, do. Cecilia. And I'll tell you what, what a great investment. You really have to travel. Well, you have to move carefully when it comes to a paint job because you can really mess right. things up. Mm, so you want to Depending really upon good. who you go with. Right. Any suggestions on that? Well, uh, you, you just, I would, I would shop around. Uh, you can Google. Uh, collisions uh, repair centers, paint shops. Uh, right. you, you can uh, you know check them out with the Better Business Bureau and, and uh, references right. and things like that. Uh, uh, the, one of the, one of the problems you're going to find is that most car dealers today don't have collision shops. It's uh, uh, it's, it's a profit squeeze between the insurance companies and the and the dealer and the cost of parts and paint and everything else. So. Uh, right. Most dealers consider uh, body shops n not profitable, uh, but uh, I would uh, I would check a few out. I mean, I we I'll, I'll mention right. uh, we do have a collision shop. I this is not an infomercial, so I hesitate to recommend my dealership to anybody. Mm -hmm. But but we gotcha. would certainly gotcha. be glad to look at it and tell you what we would charge you, and and uh, then you should check with two or three other body shops and see right. uh, who could give you the best deal. Well worth your while. Well, this would be, yes, this would be, you know, totally out of my pocket. No, you know, the I paint, You know, there's nothing. Um, I just wanted to, you know, really get the question answered. Is it really worth it? I, I love it, but it does, it's in desperate need. Mathematically, no. Out, and it's white. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Probably uh, no. Even though I'm going to drive it till I die, and I've already been retired there you for go. a year, yeah. so... Yeah. <laughs> you might want to let somebody look at it. Maybe it doesn't need paint. Maybe maybe a good uh, wax and wash and a no, few minor repairs. This, Earl, this this really needs paint because there's places yeah. on it where it's down to the um, the black and then a yeah. little spot that's actual the metal. And, so, uh, what color is the car? It's a white car. White. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh huh. Well, like so I said, cheaper paint. <laughs> you want to be real careful. Yeah, definitely not covered under warranty. Yes, yes, uh, Rick? I knew. Yeah, if it's been paid for years ago. Yeah, Rick has a point. Okay. Just for the fun of it, I, my my own pickup, the clear coat has delaminated in spots. Yes. To where it just uh -huh. looks horrible, and right. so I've I've been, I asked a couple questions, a couple folks around, and I received just. 
Now, this is just off-the-cuff type quotes, uh, you know, no, nothing official, but mm-hmm. I, I've heard numbers anywhere from five to $10,000 to really wow. get a proper paint job done, wow. where right. at, at the high end, it would be stripping all the trim and everything yeah. and mm-hmm. having it professionally repainted perfectly and then all put back together correctly. Correct. And yeah. of course, and even then, you're looking at another eight to ten years, and it's going to be right back in the same di- same exactly. condition. Okay, Florida's well, just Thank you, our Florida son. Yeah. Yes. Let well, us you know. know what, gentlemen and Nancy, I might as well just go. You know, the hippie style, hit <laughs> here and there with different colors of paint. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Make it a board of art. Yeah. Or talk to uh, yeah. coughs up on North Lake Boulevard about a wrap. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, well, you sound like an educated consumer, Sophia. It was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. For, I loved it. Thank you for calling Earl on Cars, and please spread the word. The ladies are very thank important you. here, and they do have a voice. I'll get yes, that check out do. to you. Thank you very much. All right. You're welcome, honey. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to go to John in Palm City. Good morning, Good morning, John. everyone. Good morning. Good morning to everyone. Welcome. Tesla's on, Tesla's on everybody's mind, including today, first mentioned by Nancy. Well, people have to be aware how fantastic. They're opening their official plant outside of Berlin uh, this month. It's been open. It was supposed to open in December, but they had some water problems and union problems. And it's a $7 billion, not million, billion-dollar plant. Huh. It's going to eventually have 12,000 employees to the future, and they're going to make only the Model Y sport utility Tesla, and they predict that 500,000 a year will come out of that plant. Unbelievable, fantastic. And that's in addition of the Texas plant that's still being built and the cars that are coming from California. So this almost reminds me, studied automotive history, uh, the original when the Model T came out and then to the Model A Ford, well, this is Henry Ford all over again. And Tesla is the company. And also, I happen to notice, if, if you people know, on the Northeast especially, the Wawa gas stations, for three months almost, they've been working on the one here in Stewart. And I thought they were putting some kind of uh, power aside. I didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, well, they're finished now. They're all charges. Yeah. It looks like at least maybe eight, eight or seven of them. John, I was and up in, w- I, I used a, a, a supercharger at a Wawa up in uh, Orlando, and it's pretty neat. They bring food out to your car while you sit in the car and charge your Tesla. No kidding. <laughs> no. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. For the charger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they had, a row, they had a row of 12 chargers, in the, 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 the super fast superchargers. And uh, so, you, where, where was this, John? Did you say it was up uh, up in your neck? The, the one woods? in Central Part of Stewart on Route One and okay. ca- and uh, kind of Highway. Okay, that's good. No, it's close to your house. If, if you ever need to supercharge, Dad. So, uh, Stu, are these well, select Wawa's? Power is yeah. noted for Pennsylvania Dutch food, and their food is out of this world. John, so do you know if, not if, only gasoline? John, do you know if Wawa has like a, an agreement, like like to put chargers and and more st- stores? I just, I mean, it's more than a coincidence, I guess. Well, what I heard, yes, they're okay. going to continue on. That's a, great. And it's a good place not only to get gas because the gas is always fresh and the price is right and the food is excellent out of this world. Yeah. But how's the beginning? 
Uh, you can see it be going. Somebody told me 7-Eleven is going to start on this also with the charging station. So yeah. Tesla was here to stay. Yeah, I also let you know, um, Earl doesn't know about this. I got a call yesterday. Toyota's um, TMNA, Toyota Motors North America, has an EV team. And they're going around. The dealers are coming out to um, to our dealership on Wednesday to assess our need for chargers for the future of EVs. But I told them that we already have um, four um, set up, and we're keep in with their infrastructure for more. And he goes, "Oh, we're probably already set." But it's get everybody's paying attention to it and charge it. You're going to see these things going up everywhere. One other fast thing too: the distilled water. Uh, you won't probably find it around, but it's in the drugstores, yeah. and they use it for baby formulas. And the thing that shocks me, they still don't have it for three months, is windshield washer fluid. Uh, the Walmart that I go to, completely out of stock on it, and they don't understand why. It's not an import. It must be using the ingredients or something else. But it's not. It's hard to find, and it's a simple thing. Great. We don't need that. It's I'm, like I'm, all <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all out. Yeah, I'm all out, too, John. And I, I'm not sure where I should go to find it. Rick, we got some at the it, dealership, right? We should be good. It's three months. He I've called me in, in Walmart. Stash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John, yeah. if you need anything, give Rick a call. He's got a secret stash. <laughs> All right. Well, keep the windshield clean. Rick's not going to do me. Yeah. Use Rain-X. Use Rain-X. Yeah. Instead of water. Use Rain-X. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm waiting for the report on the uh, shopping report. Thanks, John. It's a good you one. You better sit down for this one, John. Yeah, this is yeah. a doozy. <laughs> That is the mystery shop of Napleton Northlake Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Or that's Jeep Ram. Okay, uh, we're caught up on calls. We're going to about to Stu. Um, do you have anything I got over one there? over here. Uh, this is probably one for Stu, actually. Okay, uh, uh, Rick, we're going to go to Rick. Tim in Florida, he says, a used car dealer here. How can you find out the volume of other dealers? Is it published somewhere? Thanks. It is. Uh, there's a, uh, a publication called the Cross Sell Report, and um, you can subscribe to it. And it has the registration data in any uh, county uh, in, in Florida, um, probably in the country, but we look at local ones. So if you find the Cross Sell Report, Google it, and then get a subscription, and you you can see new and used car sales all over the place. Mm, cool. It's a pretty accurate. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, it, it goes on registrations. So the only time if you're if you're selling out of your market and you're looking at sales in a market, for example, like you know we're in Palm Beach County, if we sell a bunch of cars to North Florida or, or Key West, that won't show. It won't count as in our, in our numbers because they weren't registered in where we were looking. If we're looking at Palm Beach County, they're registered elsewhere. Um, so yeah, it's not. It's it's accurate, but. It, it varies. You heard it here, folks. Great information. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. We're going to get back to Stu. He's got a lot of texts. Let's see. Where are we at here? Um, let's go over to anonymous feedback because um, I think we're caught up with text. Um, here's an interesting question. It says, with the current used car shortage, is this making flood damage cars more marketable or dealers will more willing to hide this damage in an effort to find used car inventory? And I would just guess, uh, yeah, I think that disreputable or uh, unethical dealers would, um, would would get whatever inventory they can because it is hard to get, especially if they can get it on the cheap. What do you think, Earl? I think that uh, it's a boon to the crooks. I mean, uh, when demand gets out of control like it is now for new and used cars, uh, Anything you'll, goes. you'll see from our mystery shopping report today uh, and, we, and from our caller, we just had a caller, um, uh, was it Frank that said that Audi and Brayman Honda uh, in, uh, in West Palm Beach is uh, 
got a $100,000 increase over MSRP on a, on a, on a Audi on the, uh, on the show before. So, uh, yeah, you'll take a flood car and you'll doctor it up and, and unless you have somebody that's smart can really look uh, at the places where you have to look for flood cars, they can wash the title, meaning get a clean title uh, even though the car was totaled by the insurance company. Uh, they get a clean title, they clean the car up and they sell it and you pay thousands of dollars over what you would for uh, a normal used car. This is a flood car, which uh, is uh, absolutely almost worthless. All right. Okay, uh, the next one is an anonymous feedback. Um, it says, your, your discussion of V-Auto is interesting. Uh, we talked about that last week. Um, I thought many dealers use Black Book for price analysis. Is this a changing trend? So yeah, last week, and we, we talked about a little bit this morning, um, the auto is just a web-based program that's used by probably most car dealers. Um, and it does a bunch of things. Um, um, it, use, it's, it combines all the appraisal tools. So the question is, is Black Book not being used anymore? Black Book is still being used, um, but no one's ever using those, those little, um, the handheld books. It's all computerized and online. Um, but most dealers are using a suite of tools like Black Book, um, Mannheim Market Reports, which actually uh, shows the dealers the actual transactions that uh, cars sold at auction, um, among other, other resources. But it's also used, and this is what we were talking about last week, to get a market snapshot. And it goes out there and it takes um, transaction data, um, it scrapes information off websites, and so it gets all the pricing of all the used cars out there in whatever uh, radius you want to look at. So you can look at a 20-mile, 50-mile, 100-mile unlimited radius and it'll show the average price any given car is selling for. It tells you the equipment, the color. Um, and so you can see what we can get a, a pulse of what the actual market is like. But it's not, it hasn't replaced it. It's just made it a lot easier to use some of the tools that we already have. And, and what Stu's talking about, of course, are for dealers, used car dealers, new car dealers. You can find it. You can find a dealer friend, or you could probably even uh, maybe deal directly. But mm -hmm. it's difficult because it's a, a tool meant for the auto retail industry. Uh, one that's available to you just with your smartphone or computer is TrueCar. And uh, TrueCar uh, is a national company. They're business for profit. Uh, they deal with dealers. And uh, part, of the, part of the contract with a dealer is they're allowed to access your transaction data. So they know, TrueCar knows, if you're selling Audis, they know what you sold your Audis for, what you sold your used and new cars for. And you can uh, go to the true car that's t-r-u-c-a-r car.com uh, i mean t-r-u-e-c-a-r.com -E and uh they have a bell curve and uh and in any given month for that particular make a car let's say you're looking at honda and you're looking at a particular marketplace you want to put your zip code you could say this is the lowest price this car i want to buy sold for in that 30-day period and then you'll see to the right You'll say, this is the highest price that exact car sold for in that marketplace. And it's a bell curve, so you can see the average too. It tells you, it gives you some really good guidance when you're shopping in that marketplace for that specific car. True car tells you, you want to stay to the left-hand side of the bell curve. You want to try to buy the car below average, and you definitely don't want to buy one on the right side. And it's highly unlikely you'll be smart enough, good enough, 
negotiator enough or whatever the word is to be yeah. have the lowest price. You're not. You're probably not going to get that lowest price, but you can get someone but between the, the lowest and the average. The funny average. thing is, uh, if you do that now, though. Um, and you pay on the left side of that curve, you're still paying over MSRP. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, right. You're, if you get the lowest price, now you are. The lowest price on the bell curve would be the MSRP. Right. Yeah, so it would be in that little tail yeah. on the on the left hand of the thing. Yeah. Very few dealers live there. <laughs> little tail. But true car, remember that true car. We haven't talked about yeah. true car in a long time. True T R U E C A R dot com. True car dot com, and uh, it's a really good tool. Whether you use them or not, and whether you actually go to the dealer or not, the data that you will see when you mm -hmm. input your car will give you a really visual, uh, current, real-life idea of what you're gonna have to pay. Yeah, yeah. and V-Auto is, is a really cool tool. They, we also use it to buy cars um, from the auction. It's, it's kind of like the, it's a used car department on a web page. Yeah. And it's really neat on, that, on the pricing because, I mean, I've I've had conversations with with customers who have discussed a price on a used car we've had, and they've said, "Oh, there's there's tons tons of them, a lot less than yours online." And you can look on Viado and say, "Actually, there's only one less than mine online, and it's about 75 miles away, and it has 15,000 more miles." We can actually see the actual uh, vehicles that are being sold, so it's a pretty pretty useful tool. Excuse me for a minute, Stu. You know, we're we're talking about cars and uh, you know how the times have changed and. I'll tell you what, uh, be careful whenever you go out there, you purchase a car. Here's the, I can't let go of this story in the Wall Street Journal, uh, but back to, um, uh, his name is Mr. McGee, who has this uh, m uh, Model 3 Tesla, who bought his Tesla seven months ago, seven months ago for $48,200. Guess what? He's offered seven months later $55,600 for his car. And he said, <laughs> I couldn't pass that up. Folks, let me take you down memory lane. Do you remember purchasing a vehicle and driving off the lot and the depreciation that took place in a blink of an eye? Those days are over. They're <laughs> way over. Mr. <laughs> McGee, are you interested? Is anyone out there interested in what Mr. McGee is driving right now? He's driving a 2015 Hyundai. Okay, back Here's to Here's an interesting note on <laughs> Tesla. We're talking about back to Tesla's and retail. Uh, Elon Musk uh, is a genius, and he is a great businessman. He's a great engineer, a scientist. Uh, his profit margin on Tesla is 23.5%. Holy he makes 23.5% on every Tesla he sells. Now he's selling them below the market because Nancy just told you about being able to take a, a used Tesla and sell for more than a new one. You know what General Motors profit is on a car? Four. 4%. Four 4%. So uh, Elon Musk is selling more cars, but the amazing thing is he's selling them at five times the profit margin General Motors below the and he's selling them uh, below the market twenty percent below the market. Well, yeah, I'm saying he's selling yeah. less lower the market well, and still yeah. making a huge market. Well, point, the, the, uh, but uh, you know, all the all the manufacturers now could raise their prices, and a lot of them are doing it. We just don't know it. And Tesla is raising their prices too. So uh, everybody's raising their prices. We're looking at hyperinflation here. 
Well, here's the, you, uh, you you were you were talking about GM and Mary Barra, uh, Barra. Um, she she's she appears in the automotive news this week, and uh, her reign for the last ninety years, <laughs> it's over. And her direction and her future lies with electric vehicles. And boy, is she going crazy as far as that's concerned. The production map is all over the place. Another article that's really worth reading in the automotive news. Yeah, that automotive news came out before the profit was announced for, to, for General Motors, and the, they missed their profit forecast, and the stock plummeted. And uh, I go back to what I said before uh, about manufacturers and what the, what the landscape's going to look like 10 years from now. I don't know General Motors is going to be around in 10 years. And uh, Ford, Ford stock plummeted too. So here, they, here the rock of Gibraltar of, uh, of the domestic uh, American car manufacturers, General Motors and Ford, and forget about Chrysler, Chrysler's hanging by a thread, they always have been. So uh, the, the, the big three, the, the Detroit big three, financially, it's pretty scary. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. And, and another uh, thing that you and I talked about on our way in was the uh, latest edition of Consumer Report. You know, take a look at the back page and the information that's on there. I expected a little more from Consumer Report. Here it is. Save money. Access our pre-screened network of dealers and see Consumer Report's recommendations along the way. The deal you want is out there. In fact, car buyers save an average of $3,217 off MSRP when they use the build and buy car buying service. That's up. Oh, I'll get beeped. I won't say that. Rick, you have Derek Lopez just popped in on YouTube. He says, I went to Toyota of Vero Beach last week. They had a 22 Tundra on the site with a $19,995 market adjustment 20,000 over sticker oh and a $2,995 addendum the poor sales manager said he had to charge it due to the market and what did you LOL. say about addendum oh can you repeat that a 22 tundra <laughs> which is the the new redesigned tundra with the twin turbo v6 engine in it $20,000 market adjustment and a three thousand dollar addendum of weird added stuff just to remind you that's the same toyota dealership that sold 40 uh, new toyotas at the auction uh, a couple of months ago and uh sold each one for thousands over msrp that's just crazy mm. i wonder if someone's gonna buy that tundra oh yeah sure <laughs> oh i mean i'm, I'm sorry I, someone will buy the tundra i wonder if someone's gonna pay the $19,000 market plus the additional addendum. The list goes on and on. Excuse me again, Stu. Hey, let's take a second and talk about Earl's uh, vigilantes. He's had his hat on him. I never, I failed to mention. Well, uh, what an important part you can play in volunteering for Earl's vigilantes. And uh, you can help us with uh, these uh, outrageous prices, uh, the shenanigans that's going on. You can help people in your community. And uh, it's a great hat. It's free. You can receive it by volunteering. And uh, it's uh, right there sitting on right in front of uh, Earl. And uh, you, can also, you can also help us out by 
signing up. Go to Earl on Cars if you want the rest of the information. I don't think I have time. It's 919. I don't have time to get to all of it. Also, you can help us with uh, a, a, a lot of uh, people that we know that uh, really can't maneuver their way around the Internet. And you can volunteer for that. And you can also go to Earl on Cars and uh, see exactly how you can help us out. We can't do it alone, folks. Also, a great uh, book that is out there. We're helping Big Dog Ranch. You're helping Big Dog Ranch. And this is Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And I think, I think Jonathan has that up there. But just in case, here it is right here in front of me. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. And the proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. 100%. And Little Dog. 100%. Little dog. Oh. <laughs> that's a little dog. Oh, I dog. like that one. That's a sad dog. That's a sad dog. Very creative. Okay. <laughs> he had a dying dog there. That was. A, <laughs> that's right. It's a dog with. It's a dog with indigestion. <laughs> yeah. That's a dog without breakfast. Hey, a hundred percent of the proceeds, big dog ranch. Back to Stu. Um, actually, we are all caught up with text and anonymous feedback. Wait. Something just popped in. Just nick of time. Oh. And we got a phone call. And we have phone Funny call. how things work. <laughs> okay. I'll be waiting after the phone call. <laughs> We're going to go. Uh, we'll, we'll be right back with Stu. We're going to go to Paul, who's calling us from Lake Worth. Good morning, Paul. Welcome welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Uh, first time caller. And, and I met Earl many, 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 many moons ago uh, when he first started doing the show. And I believe it was at this station. Oh, that was at Seaview? Pardon me? Yeah, it was, this, it was a different station because they sold out, but we're in the same physical location. Yeah, CV Radio yeah. was the name, yeah. Oh, ab absolutely. So anyway, uh, I had an interesting experience. I know the supply chain is all messed up. I understand that, that if you want to buy a car today, you pretty much have to order it. And, and that's just a factor of the marketplace. I have a friend who is looking to replace... A, an old, tired 2011 Hyundai Tucson. And I just happened to be in the neighborhood of your dealership on Thursday. I stopped in, and I wanted to just see the new Toyota Cross. So mm -hmm. the salesman met me, very friendly, very nice, and I said, do you have one at least that I can, you know, do you have one that's, that's being delivered something that I can just see? And the response I got from the salesman was, well, when you buy a dishwasher, do you uh, wash dishes in it before uh, <laughs> before you see it? And, and, and I said, no, but at least I can walk into Brandsmark and see one on display and say, I want one of those. Long story short, why do car dealers right now not have at least one of each model in stock so a buyer can just look at one? Oh, you're you're absolutely right, wow. and, and uh, it's uh, the the answer is is profit and greed, and uh, uh, there's actually uh, such a proliferation of models that it would require quite a few vehicles. Would, that would be yeah, I think it would be impossible to do. Uh, but I think oh, sure. I, I think oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I understand, but but you know nowadays floor plan obviously is, is no longer a problem for the yeah. dealer. It's the, so it's why getting the cars. So have the base model of, of, of each car you sell at least one yeah. that you can walk in the store and say, 
hey, all right, it's going to take me three months to get one, but I, I want one of those. Yeah, Paul, Paul you're, uh, you're, you're, you're under one misimpression that uh, so many cars are being sold by, by order. They're not. Now, in our unique case, uh, we, we do that, uh, but uh, that's a different story. What most dealers are doing is they're deliberately not taking orders because they know that the impulse to buy and the immediate gratification syndrome that, that people have today with this insane demand and, high and low supply is the best way to make a lot of money. Now, you take a car like this Audi uh, that we talked about earlier. Frank called in and said that there was an Audi on Brayman's showroom in West Palm Beach with a $100,000 markup. Uh, when a person comes in and they will buy that car, they might buy it for a slight discount for the hundred thousand markup. Sure. But yeah, when they yeah, see the car, uh, they don't want to order that car. And here's the reason: first of all, if you order a car, you be, you should be very careful about what happens to that car. Let's say you negotiate a good price on an ordered car. I mean, a good price relative to today's craziness. Uh, a good price yeah. today would be MSRP. So if you if you bought a car and you signed in at MSRP, and then two months later or three months later, the car came in, I think the chances of you actually taking that car to MSRP would be slim because suddenly that car would be accidentally sold to somebody that would pay thousands over MSRP. Uh, if you get a good price on an ordered car, uh, you would really have to stand there in the dealership or the showroom and watch for the truck Otherwise, it would get away from you. So uh, that—that's what I would sorry. Uh, that's what I would I would say. Uh, as far as the having one model of each, they don't do that, or the, even the popular models, because they don't have to. Uh, uh, you're you're an wow. intelligent consumer. You would want to drive the car. You would want to see the car. But people are buying these cars that they don't want because they have to have a car. What, the average yeah, dealer yeah. down here in Florida has probably got 20 cars, if that, on the uh, in inventory available. The average number of models and colors and combinations is probably 200. So the chances of you right. finding the car you want today in stock are practically negligible. Right. And there's a little bit more complications to it, uh, Paul. Um, keeping cars, uh, the way we get cars to inventory to fill all the – we have over 500 orders right now and we're desperately trying to manage these and get these orders filled for the customers who are waiting for them. Um, right. Toyota has uh, 20 models, um, and to have a, a reasonable sample, to, to, we're, we're getting our cars, our allocations of new vehicles based on how fast we're serv uh, selling them. And so right. cars that we left on the ground is actually what would hurt the other customers and our ability to, to earn the cars to fill the orders that we have. So for every car we have sitting in there, these are vehicles that we don't, we don't earn based on the allocation system with Toyota. So it gets wow. a little complicated. Okay. And, and, yeah, so there's some and other have, considerations. I, I, sure. And uh, okay, here's another question. If you have a trade-in and say it takes two months to get the car that you just ordered to arrive, what happens to the value of your trade? You're going to get the value that it's going to go up, and that's what it has been doing. Um, so um, we're going to give you the higher of the two. If it, if it went down, we're going to honor the appraisal that we gave you, or if it goes up, we're going to give you the appraisal that. Now that's not most dealers aren't doing that. So I'm just we're speaking for ourselves. Um, I, right. Most dealers, it's going to be the appraisal at the at the time of delivery. And, um, okay. and, and and that's actually fair because the market is, is pretty volatile. And 
So um, you can get a good idea of your trade at the beginning, you know, when you order the car. Um, and then it'll be appraised at the and time. And Paul, you don't want to sh- you don't and want also, to trade your car into the dealer you buy yeah. it from necessarily. Uh, you should shop and compare it. Yeah. You should get several prices on your used car. So wherever you buy the car, yeah. get the best deal on the trade-in that that dealer will give you. Then go to two or three sure. other sources, like WeBuyAnyCar.com, Vroom, or uh, Carvana, and get bids on the car, and then make the deal that gives you the highest price. And, and, and oh, Paul, sure. this is yep. the time. You are you do have an advantage. I can understand, you know, your passion for wanting to look, feel, sit, touch a car, a truck, oh, whatever. Because a but car, a car for the, most people is 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 a, is a very personal thing. A very personal, very. You move right. into it, into the vehicle. But let me tell you something. You have an advantage right now if you have a trade-in. I mean, you can take it like Earl said to three different places. Used car prices are soaring. You can get so oh, much more for if you sure. have the convenience of having one or two cars. That, because if you get rid of your used car, you've got to wait. Um, you know, I'm not sure exactly how long, but I've had this conversation with so many customers, and they just, you know, we are here for you, and so many other car dealers are also, and we're in an environment right now that we certainly can't control. Yeah, oh, it, 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 it's just unbelievable. And for example, all right, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I was shopping for a friend of mine, and I personally don't need a you know, a new vehicle. I have a five-year-old Nissan Altima that only has 38,000 miles on it, uh, and it's been, you know, dealer service since new. So it's not, you know, it's not even an issue of, of me even wanting to sell that vehicle. But I will say one thing. When I, and on my way home from North Palm to Lake Worth, I stopped at another Toyota dealer just to see if I could see a Toyota Cross. And he had one that was already sold. But at least I got to look at one, and I've got to tell you, I fell in love with the car. I think that's going to be a Toyota home run in ways that they can't even imagine. Another thing, just real quickly, we wrap it up and move on. Just the Corolla Cross is a pretty new car, and it's 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 a fraction of the number of of, of regular Corollas, so it's it's a pretty rare vehicle sure. right now. So, anyway, thanks. Right. It was great talking to you. Thanks for the questions, right. and Thank uh, you. yeah, and I hope call us again. Thank you right. so thanks. Thank you so much, Paul. It was great hearing from you. Uh, I uh, see by the clock that we're going to freeze our lines, uh, but I do have to emphasize to everybody, your vote is extremely important. We love hearing your opinion, and we're going to be, we uh, shopped uh, Napleton North Lake Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, I think we have some time for some text here. Yeah, some more came in while we were on the last call. Uh, this one says, uh, from Robbie and Stuart, Florida. It says, good morning. I keep hearing about the appreciation of Teslas. We bought a new 2019 Toyota 4Runner Limited from you exactly three years ago this month. The other day I checked uh, Carvana, as you suggest uh, people do on your show. They offered me more than I paid for it brand new. So it's not just Teslas appreciating so well. And no, we didn't sell it. <laughs> that's from Robbie and Stuart. <laughs> Everything has well, increased. Well, that's what the uh, Wall Street Journal called me about the other day was the crazy prices of car, crazy car prices. And we gave her, we gave the uh, reporter, our name was uh, Nora Eckert, Wall Street Journal, a list of customers that had had uh, outrageous success stories with their trade-ins. So, uh, as I said to Paul earlier, 
You're going to buy a car, you have to have a trade-in to get a fairly decent uh, break-even kind of a price. Uh, if you have that used car, don't take the uh, word of the dealer you're buying it from. It's not that he's lying to you necessarily, but uh, everybody has a different opinion. And if you talk to five different buyers of used cars today, you will see a range in values in the thousands of dollars. So that one person you didn't have time to call might have been Carvana, who would pay the next $2,000 over the best price you got earlier. Uh, you're in the driver's seat. Yeah. All right, we have a, uh, a text that came in from Enrique. It says, good morning, everyone. Just wanted to thank you for, for practicing exactly what you're preaching. I ordered a Toyota Sienna Limited all-wheel drive last May from Earl Stewart Toyota. Last Friday, I got a text from Elaine Johnson with a few pictures of the van. She said, the, the car is here. When can you pick it up? I said, I can pick it up tomorrow. Um, when I got there, I couldn't negotiate. There was no dealer fee, no dock fee, no hassle, no electronic filing fee, just MSRP, tax and tag, with a question, how do I want to pay for it? No extra cost for paying cash. I wrote a check, shake hands, that was it. Earl Short makes buying a car easy. I bought many cars. This is the first time my wife and I left a dealer without a headache, just a smile. Thanks again. You are changing the world. Thanks. Well, thank you. I have, I have tears rolling down my face as a result of that call for two reasons. The compliment and the fact that I know if I'd screwed you and taken that car to the auction, I could have sold it for $3,000 more <laughs> than I charged you. So sometimes being honest and transparent. <laughs> 5000 5, <laughs> Sometimes being honest and transparent can cost you a lot of money. But uh, we believe in the long run. And... Uh, we believe it's the long a, game. That's right. Uh, yes, exactly. That's right. Um, uh, who was it? It was uh, Sewell. Um, Frank. What, what's the guy's name? I'm, I'm, I'm blanking. The the Carl Sewell. Carl Sewell. Yeah. It was a little crude, but he did say you can she you can shear a sheep for many years, but you can only skin them once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl Sewell. I mean, if you can pick up that book, yeah. there's a there there's another book as a great investment. Oh yeah, customers for life. Pick that up. I'm telling you. Frank, Customers for life. Frank texted us about the uh, Brayman. He says the salesman actually bragged. Um, this is when he, he was at Brayman Audi. He says that the uh, their $895 dealer fee was actually the lowest dealer fee in town. It was a Brayman gift to the car buying public. He uh, Frank said that there was no dealer fees at Earl Stewart. He said that wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they like to say we hide our dealer fee and the price of the car, which of course, right? Uh, That's uh, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> All your, all your costs are supposed to be clear. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion. You know, uh, dealer fees are okay. Yeah, opinions are like belly buttons. There you have it. Everyone has dealer okay, fees. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna dealer get to the, fees we're, we're, are okay. We're going to get to the Mr. Shopping Report. Hidden. And before we do that, I have one more thing that wait a minute. I have Hidden got to fees yet. are And that is illegal. the Gallup Honesty and Ethics We're profession. fighting over the mic. <laughs> and uh, I talked to the... Uh, <laughs> I talked to the Wall Street Journal reporter about this too, and we were wondering why. Uh, I, I don't talk. I used to talk about the Gallup Honesty and Ethics and Professions Report. Nancy mentioned it earlier in the show, and I I used to do it almost every show, because it validates this show and what we do. And the the worst thing about this is, uh, the Honesty and Ethics and Professions Report has been out since 1976. Now, that's that's almost 50 years, isn't it? Yes. Uh, 1976. Every year, car dealers have been at the bottom or near the bottom. You can go to 
Just Google Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P, you know, the Gallup poll. I got, Gallup. The, I got the latest one, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, this is the latest one right here. And, uh, is and, that car uh, salespeople and, are no longer at the very bottom? And that's what I was going to say before oh, you and Nancy were uh, discussing this. I'm very excited. And uh, <laughs> lobbyists uh, are dead last. Salespeople, are, car salespeople, are next to last. And uh, it's interesting because... Uh, above that, we have the bottom ones here. We have advertising practitioners, members of Congress, car salespeople, and lobbyists. And the reason that car salespeople uh, are down there is because of the lobbyists, and because of Congress, right. and because of the advertisers. It's all a motley so crew. All it's like a giant conspiracy. So if you want to have some fun, <laughs> Google Gallup, Honesty, Ethics, and Professions. And you'll get the current list of all the professions. Uh, guess who the number one is? Nurses. Always nurses. Who doesn't love a nurse? And Rick, auto mechanics fare quite better than car sales. They do, yeah. Yay! You're in the middle, though. You're not that great. Yeah. You're better than bankers, though. The top, here, here's, I'll give you the top five because we're so negative on this show. Nurses, medical doctors, great school teachers. Oh, I love Mrs. Newell. Uh, pharmacists, military officers, police officers. These are the good folks. And at the bottom, I just read them to you. I think some things have moved around. Were business executives always this low? Yeah, they were pretty low. Pretty low, yeah. Always? Okay. Yeah. Anyway. And you know something? These, le these legislators, these regulators, they're afraid. They're afraid to take action. We can't do this alone. I mean, we put a big dent in this, uh, what is it, uh, this minefield that's out there. But we need your help. And Mystery these legislators and regulators Northland, need to be Chrysler, John, Dodge, written Steve to. Graham. It should be just a Jeep because who buys Dodges anymore? And, uh, you know, Chrysler, do they still make a Chrysler? I don't know. Uh. Anyway, uh, the uh, Jeep is who we shopped, and it was Napleton, North Lake, and here's the story. Hmm. How is it that during the greatest free-for-all car business has ever seen, we've neglected the mystery shop, Napleton's North Lake Chrysler, I'm going to call it Jeep, North Lake Jeep. Uh, if anyone was cut out, out for this crazy time, it was Ed Napleton. Regulars to the show know what I'm talking about, new people don't know. Ed Napleton, uh, he's just a dealer that, uh, he's typical, and, and, and he he's, he's the worst of typical, and uh, we don't shop him often because we know what we're going to get. Like we know before, Napleton was born uh, for the automotive, uh, before, uh, it was born for, yeah, the automotive apocalypse, too, wrote this, and that's true. Uh, his dealerships have been price gouging for almost a century. His father was a dealer, and I think they started business in the early 30s. 1933. Yeah. Uh, you can't say the 30s anymore. You're going to confuse people because we're coming up on the 30s right now. You're exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> the Naplin uh, sales force is no stranger to addendums and market adjustments. Uh, I mean, they invented them, I think. When the world turned upside down and these addendums became commonplace, almost acceptable, well, <laughs> they are, because you've got to accept them because everybody's got them. Napleton was already well-practiced in this type of selling. Over the years, our most entertaining, and I put quotes around entertaining because I feel guilty when I say entertaining. Uh, they are entertaining. I'm not saying that they're not. But I feel guilty that we laugh about it, uh, but we do, and that's the way it is. 
of entertaining mystery shops have come out of Napleton dealerships. We laugh at how outrageous the fees or the sales tactics are, but investigating the likes of Napleton is serious business for us. We make fun of a realtor rebate or auto bundler, but these schemes hurt real people. Usually the people who can, God bless you. Sorry about that. Usually the people who can at least uh, afford to be ripped off, and we, we call them victims. And uh, a lot of people are buying cars these days are doing so because they have no choice. In fact, you shouldn't be buying a car if you have a choice. So if you have to have a car, they know prices have gone through the roof. If you have to have one, it's a terrible time to buy. But maybe their car was totaled. How are you going to get to the doctor? How are you going to get to the uh, drugstore? How are you going to get to Publix? How are you going to take your kid to school? Uh, you got to have a car. So they can no longer extend their lease. People like these make up an all-new class of victims for dealers. Desperate people like Napleton to prey upon. And that's exactly what we're seeing. They join the very old, the very young people. You know, the first-time car buyer, boy, they get hammered. Uh, the very old, never bought a car before, a widow, uh, the husband of the family. You know, they're in their 70s, 80s. Husband always made the choice. The husband passed away. The widow's buying a car. Bam. $10,000 over sticker. Uh, so everybody's in the same boat now as the widows and the orphans. And people with poor the credit. Orphans. People with poor credit. Orphans don't buy cars. The orphans are they getting They sounded good, though. And, and these We're are the excited. people. That, and we don't talk about the, the lack of education out there. Let me, let's face it. Everybody uh, doesn't have a Ph.D. And we got people that are high school dropouts. we got people. You know what I'm talking about, folks. Not the... Not who's listening to the show. You're you're the educated consumers. And we know we're preaching to the choir. But think of the people who can't defend themselves. He doesn't want to say dull people. If you find yourself in a situation in which you have no choice but to buy or lease a new car, this show is for you. We're identifying the safe places to go. Please don't get your hopes up about Napleton Jeep. Uh, we have very low expectations. Agent Lightning. We sent in Agent Lightning. She's the best we've had. Best, the best shopper we've had. Here's a report I'm speaking as if I were Agent Lightning, our female shopper. Arrived at Napleton Jeep in the middle of the afternoon. Exited my car and I began to explore a lot. I wanted to find a Jeep Wrangler for the mystery shop. I found a black 2022 Wrangler, unlimited, high altitude. <laughs> unlimited, high altitude. 4x4 four four that I fell in love with. Why did they come up with these names? The MSRP was 56150 Like manufacturer suggested, MSRP, 56150 Now listen to, listen to it as we climb, climb Everest from 56150 Right next to the Moroni label was an addendum for dealer-installed options. $1,195 for a Xylon silver level, whatever the hell that is, $1,699. That's sixteen hundred ninety-nine for a low jack. Low jack, and what's that? Uh, five hundred bucks? Yeah, I think so. Normally you can buy it directly for five hundred bucks. They're jacked it up to seventeen hundred dollars. Three hundred ninety-nine dollars for a shadow mark. God only knows. We don't know what that is. Sounds like eyeshadow. Uh, Two hundred ninety-nine dollars for splash guards. Uh, what do they think is it a truck? Uh, Nineteen hundred one hundred ninety-nine dollars for nitrogen. Uh, the air. They're putting air on the tires, folks. Uh, and $129 for wheel locks. All this stuff added up to 40, 4720 bucks. 
It brought the list price to 60870 But wait, I found another denim label on the dash that added $11,995 market adjustment. Okay, let's do the arithmetic here. The Napleton list price, Napleton, $73,345, $17,000 over MSRP. And, we, and I haven't talked to a salesman yet. I waited for someone to see, uh, see me and come out, but no one did. I went inside, I found a woman sitting at a desk. I asked her if any of the Wranglers, particularly the black high altitude, were available. She told me that I asked the right person and said she was a Wrangler expert. Her name was Sammy. Uh, salespeople have uh, really interesting names, don't they? Sammy, S-A-M-I. Sammy said she was almost positive it was available. She asked for my driver's license, said we'd be able to test drive it. It's been a few minutes as Sammy entered my info into her computer. Then she excused herself to get the key. On the way back outside, Sammy asked if I had anything to trade in. I said no. I told her I'd been looking at Jeeps for a while. I'd hoped to wait longer, but I was in a situation where I had to buy now. Sammy said there was a car shortage because manufacturers were just not making cars right now. <laughs> Very simplified explanation, but sure. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, what can I say? I mean, she avoided a lot of chit-chat. In fact, it's she was frankly also very refreshing. Young. She said she was very young, like a 22-year-old. She's yeah. Uh, yeah. Refreshing, she would say that. She advised that she wanted me to be transparent uh, with me and told me that there were markups on all of their cars, but that didn't mean she wouldn't work with me. Okay. We found the Wrangler. Sammy didn't lie. She was a Wrangler expert and gave me a detailed overview of the vehicle. I asked a lot of questions, and there wasn't anything she didn't know. I found out that Sammy uh, put an order in for her own Jeep Wrangler, a pink one, believe it or not, back in October, and is still waiting for it to arrive. Sammy, good luck. Because when that arrives, they ain't going to be selling it to you unless you do. Unless you're paying 17000 every Unless you're paying, yeah, exactly. We took a quick test drive up and down North Lake Boulevard, returned to the dealership. At her desk, Sammy said that if I wanted to move forward, she had to warn me about something. She said she has to come out with a full price for profiling purposes. <laughs> I, I thought about that for a while, yeah. and I think that means like, yeah. they say well, they, well, they'll peel you off the ceiling, so they do, they'll hit system. you hard. It's just, a system. Just yeah. to see how you react. Yeah, you can always come out. This is a, a maxim in the sales business. You can always drop the price, but you can't raise it. So you, you hit them all real yeah. high, and then you come down slowly. That's the way car dealers think. Sammy got some water and then uh, uh, left to get the pricing from her manager. Took her eight minutes to come back with a worksheet, a really long worksheet. Selling price was MSRP, 56150 and they added all the dealer installed options from the first addendum, shadow mark, nitrogen, blah, blah, blah. Plus a couple new things, Kahoo. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> I, I don't care what it is. Yeah, who cares? I mean, whatever it is, it's, like, it's not worth anything. And they're, and they're adding $1,699. Yeah, let's, let's call all this stuff Kahoo. Yeah, Look, Kahoo. All this it, stuff on the dealer well, addendum is a, a bunch of Kahoo. That'll be, yeah, it's a bunch of Kahoo. And uh, window tent, $459. 459 for window tent. $459 for window tent. That's insane. Yeah. It should be about 160 what, what is that? Should Triple the price? Oh, yeah, it's... Should pay $159, dollars yeah. Next, they added a $9,995 market adjustment, 
899 dealer services fee, 129 e-tag file, 149 private tag agency, and 199 dock fee, and that was four on top of all the other crap, the all the other kahu that they added, four hidden fees, and they're all, they tried to make you think these are government fees. Uh, dealer services, that's kind of obvious, but 129 e-tag, that's dealer profit. 149 private tag agency, that's dealer profit. And 199 documentation field, that's dealer profit, mm -hmm. all hidden fees. So the real price before sales tax was $72,571 for a Jeep. 16241 over MSRP. The out-the-door price, 77641 Sammy set the paper down and asked me what uh, number I needed them to be at to make a deal today. I said there was a huge difference between MSRP and her price and asked if they would even come down much at all. Sammy pushed me to give her a number, so I said, 65,000, 65. Sammy said she'd do her best. That's what, they, that's what they're supposed to say. I told her I might browse uh, some <laughs> other Jeep dealers' prices online while I waited for her. Sammy said she'd be she'd been shopping. Uh -huh. That was very smart of her. She says while she's waiting, she's gonna check yeah, out other yeah, prices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Sammy said she'd been shopping around and noticed that Arrigo and Wallace are all marking all theirs up over MSRP, as are all dealers. MSRP is a bargain. She left to speak with her manager and she was gone for six minutes. She said Chandler, must be the manager, made some adjustments for me. The new worksheet was missing a few items like shadow mark, <laughs> splash guards. Uh, the new out the door price was 75, 517, $2,000 less. So, okay, we're we made a little progress here, <laughs> yeah, very little. I said I'd be, uh, still be paying a huge markup over MSRP. I didn't like that. Sammy said she'd go get her manager. She left, returned with a young man who introduced, introduced himself as, hi, I'm the man behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'd love to earn my business. I asked him, uh, asked me what number he'd have to be at to get me out the door, really old school. Where do I have to be to get this deal done? I said 65000 out the door, but still have to clear everything with my husband. And here we are negotiating, and we said we would take 65000 on a car that's got a sticker of 56000 What can I tell you? The man behind the curtain asked me to give him a minute. <laughs> Return with the same worksheet, but with uh, green Sharpie pen markings. You know, I guess maybe that's a psychological thing. Instead of a red Sharpie, or a yellow Sharpie, you use green because it makes green you feel calmer. So the green Sharpie marker said he was offering me 69.270 out the door. I told him I'd take my chances to continue to shop around, started to get up. The man behind the curtain told me, wait. Then he flipped the paper over and wrote a new offer in green Sharpie. He would come down to 65,000, hey, that's what I told him, out the door, if, okay, John from Pop City and all of you, you got to be Have sitting down. Be sitting down for this one. They said they would meet her ridiculously high price of sixty-five thousand out the door. He said, uh, "Where am I? Uh, oh, yeah. Here's the condition to meet my price: 
I have to give them two Google reviews, two, and a hundred dollars, two good Google reviews. Hundred percent. And a hundred, and a hundred on the Jeep factory survey. Now this was this was not only ridiculous, but it was interesting and it was clever, because he was sweetening the pot with the fact that sixty-five thousand was a good price, which of course it is. So, so when you tell your friends that you bought it, they would say, you know. I really got a good price on that Jeep, and and I had the promise of signing a paper to give them a really good review, or otherwise they wouldn't have charged me sixty-five thousand dollars for that Jeep. And that was the psychology of that the man behind the curtain was using, Chandler. I told her I needed to run on, uh, run out and get something to eat. Hey, no, it's no, you must say call oh. my husband. Oh yeah, 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 and I have to call my husband. Uh, yeah, call my husband and pretend to call him unsuccessfully. Yeah, did that fake phone call. I told her I needed to run out and get something to eat. Sammy, she says she would get a runner to pick up some food for me. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Hey, what would you like? T-bone? I guess you have whatever you want to get. Filet mignon? She tried everything he could uh, do to keep me from leaving. But I got up anyway and walked out the door. Toward the door. Yeah. The man behind the curtain came running over to me, Chandler, and asked what the problem was. He said he thought we were going to do the deal right now. He said sternly, this is when they lose it. You know, his, uh, Chandler, the man behind the curtain, lost his, uh, you know, he was pretty cool, you know, but now he lost it. He said, that's what you told me. He was genuinely upset and reminded me that I told him that if he could get do 65000 I'd buy now. He was offended. I reminded him, but I also told him I still need to clear everything with my husband. The man behind the curtain was argumentative. Never, never, never be argumentative with a customer. I told him I was transparent with him the whole time, and Sammy agreed with me because I was. I laid it all out. I said I was going to stick around and argue. I was hungry. I was going to get something to eat. The man behind the curtain offered to have a runner pick up the food. Again, another <laughs> offer. Uh, you know, takeout. They just call delivery dudes. and. That's not a bad idea, really. I mean, if yeah, you're, that's not a bad idea. But they probably yeah. send like the low man salesman yeah. on the totem pole go run out to exactly, yeah. Go to anyway. Here's in the, in the final flighty ointment to this uh, 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 atrocious shopping report. Nobody, not one person in this whole dealership was wearing a mask. And no. if you're from areas other than South Florida, we, we have a twenty percent positivity rate. Right yeah, twenty percent positivity rate in South Florida. Uh, that means that if there were 100 employees of that dealership, 20. 20 of them probably were carrying COVID, and none of them were wearing a mask. So there we are. Uh, a lot of COVID. We got some really good documents here. I'll say one thing. They fully disclosed all of their, uh, was it Nugu? Uh, BS. Kahu? Nugu, yeah. Kahu. Yeah, and here, here, it was voodoo. Like, here's, here's what it, we weren't here, voodoo, voodoo. Here, here's, yeah. this, here's the signed <laughs> promise to give them two good Google reviews, five stars, and a hundred on the factory survey. So they not only cheat you, but they cheat the people that uh, are reading their Google reviews. And they cheat and, the factory. And they cheat the factory by lying to the factory. Uh, about how happy their customers are. So there's probably some benefit, even financial yeah. benefit, for high survey scores uh, yeah. through Chrysler, and shame on them. So is it, when we do it, when we have these kind of things, uh, this one's easy. You think about maybe we need to come up with a different scale. I mean, well, from A to F is not. I enough. hear where you're going. Yeah. But I, 
like yeah, a lot of it is very typical what they what they've done. They're they're pricing that Jeep in in the market, but I don't like. There's so many different. I, the, I think the pressure there's a there's a feeling that that that, that I, I sense from these Napleton shops that's a little bit more hostile. I didn't like the attitude of the man behind the curtain, and um, so normally in a shop like this, I'd be inclined to go for like a low C, like we did last week. Um, I want to fail them. I, I just got a bad feeling from 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 the beginning. And I think that's reflected in some of the grades coming in now. Bob gives him an F. Emery gives him an F minus. Uh, Frank from Jupiter Farms gives him an F and an attitude. He says they need to rename low jack to high jack. <laughs> and overpriced for Jeep with all that. And he's F. Attitude is an F. And I don't like that either because these are common things and they're, they're tripling the price of low jack. No good for me. F. That was egregious. I, I, have, to, I have to agree. Uh, any other scores? Uh, I've got uh, Negan one. F, F, F. Glad I don't have to buy a vehicle anytime soon. I've got Tim Gilliland, who, by the way, is in Yuma, Arizona, hey. watching us here on YouTube. I guess there's something to be said for consistency. F. Mark Smith, I'm inclined to fail them. F. Mark Ryan, who, by the way, both these marks are in Indiana. Uh, F. DSL Extreme, F minus. <laughs> and for myself, uh, it's it's an F as well, Oop. and Wayne fight with a big F, and Cram sixteen twenty four F. If you see your shadow, do you get charged more? <laughs> Ooh. If you if you buy shadow mark. Wow. Martha on Facebook gives him an F too, so I think that's the trend. Yeah. Nancy, I know it. Never mind. This, oh, I can see it in her eyes. This is one of those moments that I'd love to be in the showroom, <laughs> speaking aggressively. Uh, speaking, what's your what's going on? What's your problem? Anyway, I think you guys get it. Uh, that's me. F <laughs> minus 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 minus. My apologies to my two marks. Uh, they're in Iowa, not Indiana. I apologize, oh. gentlemen. Yeah, what's the difference? Uh, that's, that's kidding, marks. <laughs> Just oh, kidding, marks. <laughs> and Tim in Florida, go to Napleton and get jacked. I'm assuming that's an F. <laughs> wow. That's a J. All right, what's the final ruling, Mr. Stewart? Do we, do we have a um, Burn the place dealer? And uh, do, do we have anybody on the recommended list? Uh, give me one second, I'll tell you. I don't think so, but we'll find out. If we have, if, if we have anybody on the recommended list, I'll give them an F, too. Okay. Uh, we don't have any. Oh, Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Um, yes, we do. Jim Shorkey in North Huntington, Pennsylvania has an A+. <laughs> um, and then, well, we got a rough idea. It's been a while since. Arigos would have Cs. Arigos Cs, Delray. Um, oh, okay. So C- minus, Schumacher oh. as D+, okay. Wallace D. And Napleton already had an F. <laughs> That saves me work. I don't have to update the site. They're terrible. Okay, I gotta give them that. Hey, I gotta let Napleton, if you're listening, thank you so much for all your emails. I've been dealer in a long time because I I keep talking curve, 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 but I can't help it. Okay. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. Great. Hey, um, and uh, Treasure Coast (laughs) Toyota, keep those emails coming. I love reading them, Napleton. Thank you for thinking about me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Earl Stewart on Cars. We love your company. Stay tuned next week. We'll be right back here. Have a wonderful weekend.